Hey, what's going on, Niner fam? Uh, today, this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. My name is Peter Lucas, and sorry about my throat, but I'm a little, little hoarse today. But uh, this, uh, once again, this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast, and I got with me today uh, one of, I mean, we're not going to call him the enemy today, but uh, this is, you know him <laughs> from Twitter. His name is, uh, he goes by Ramsbeat, and, but his name is Tom Quartz. Tom, thank you for being on today and letting us, giving the 49er fans a little bit of information about our most hated rival right now uh but how you doing and where can they find you all on the socials yeah yeah really appreciate you having me peter and uh good to be here to uh talk to the faithful i mean you know my thing on uh for the rams and the niners is like we're both really lucky to to be in this uh winning window where both teams are essentially competing for um you know a super bowl and uh both been there you know uh, over the last several years and um, walked away without one. We fortunate to get one after a hard fought conference. So I, you know, I appreciate that more than anything. It's, you know, we can be rivals, but can also, uh, you know, kind of enjoy the moment because we both, you know, God knows we've been, we've been many, many years and decades uh, <laughs> into, uh, you know, not being able to even being competitive at the same time. So uh, yeah, I appreciate it from, yeah, from that perspective. Sure. Yeah. And just in terms of, uh, you know, I'm just on, on Twitter, primarily Rams beat, um, do a lot of podcasts with other people. I'm, uh, you know, figuring out what mine's going to be like when I, when I launch it, but haven't done it yet. So, uh, yeah, just find me on Twitter at Rams beat mostly. That's awesome. And yeah, once again, I'm happy to have you today because you know, it's not often we really find, especially on Twitter and in the spaces, it's, it's really not often that we find, uh, you find a person from another team, especially a rival team that you can actually, be cordial with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm stoked to have you here today. And I, I like, I, I had you on because I've heard you on the spaces and you're very knowledgeable about your team. And I appreciate that. And, but we're going to start, like you said, it's the Rams, the Rams that are, they're in there. They've got their window. We, th we thought that, uh, that our window was, was open in 19 in 2019. And we thought we were going to be for the foreseeable future, uh, in there, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, now we have a, we start a new era with Trey Lance and we're hoping that we follow suit just like you guys did. You guys got a law, uh, got a loss in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. And then you finally put it all together and won one. So now we're hoping to do the same, but the Rams won their second Super Bowl last season. How confident were you in that team? And what was the moment you knew, you know, we got this. Yeah, it's interesting. The, um, and we, we talk about this a lot in spaces and things like that is that at least when people are being level-headed on both sides, that the teams are really, you know, in a lot of ways, mirror images of each, of each other. And in, in mm -hmm. that we have these coaches that are from the same tree, run the same offense, um, you know, a little different defensively, but uh, they're both offensive guys and, and really, you know, very similar um, offensively. Shanahan's a little bit more run, uh, maybe run centric, but, uh, but they use, use the same uh, outside zone run scheme. And then you go on, you know, came into the league at the same time, uh, built up uh, great rosters almost immediately, coached people up and uh, just, you know, really built these, these winning teams. And they, and we also ended up with a, a very similar um, quarterback situation with Jimmy G and Jared Goff. These guys both got us to Super Bowls. Um, but had significant flaws that other defensive coordinators were able to take advantage of. And, uh, 
and really scheme against and really limited the uh, the capability and of the the playbook to open the full playbook. I'm trouble my microphone stayed in here. Um, and uh, so, you know, we moved off of ours and you didn't move off of yours. And I mean, that's, you know, it's never as simple as one thing, but in this case, it probably, you could probably, you know, just kind of chalk it down to that. And um, now you guys have moved off of yours and, uh, and got a, you know, very different. Like we went with, um, we went with Stafford and you guys went with a, a, you know, a draft pick and Trey Lance who has tons of upside and um, so forth. So, you know, that kind of is a long way of saying that, um, that we had a ton of confidence once we got Stafford, right. Even though giving up those two firsts, um, it just felt like we were, uh, you know, poised to really open up the playbook again. And he and McVay could, could really, um, you know, get on the same page. And whereas he, you know, once Gurley went down, Goff was, a shell of his former self because he relied so heavily on the play action. And when that wasn't a threat, it just, uh, you know, changed a lot. So, um, so that was the first thing when we made the trade and then, you know, going into the year, things went off great. You know, it's went on a huge winning streak, beat Tampa Bay um, in our house in week three, after a couple of good wins against the bears and the Colts um, uh, lost to the Cardinals that started to, you know, bring up some questions and then, went on a, a four game winning streak. Um, and then, uh, and then we hit the skids, right? That was when we hit the, uh, that time when the bad Stafford showed up and he was playing hero ball against three really good teams. Don't get me wrong. The Titans, the 49ers and the Packers. Um, so, but a three game losing streak and then coming back. So things were like, you know, pretty questionable at that point coming back against Jacksonville was a pretty easy win. Uh, beating, beating Arizona at, in Arizona, was a uh, was kind of when things started to think okay maybe we you know turn this thing around and then went on a, th uh, a you know essentially what turned into a five game winning streak beating again some good teams in Minnesota and Baltimore um, obviously losing to you guys in overtime in the in the week uh, seventeen was rough but we knew we were in the playoffs so that wasn't that big of a deal and then um, the Arizona you know uh, wild card game. So, you know, it felt like we were on the way and then halfway through the Buccaneers game or three quarters of the way through the Buccaneers game where we were killing them, felt like we were really on the way. Um, yeah, that was a crazy and, uh, game. Yeah, it was a crazy game. And, and yeah. so really just felt like we were, you know, really on the way. And then uh, and then that, you know, barely got out of there with the win. And then the um, the Niner game and the championship game was was, you know, touch and go. The Super Bowl was touch and go. So. I mean, I felt all we felt like these twinges of of confidence and all along the way, but it it never ne nothing was easy for this team except for the Arizona Cardinals, you know, uh, wild card game. That was the only easy game, really, at the end of the year. Um, you know, the Seattle game to some degree, but yeah, that Arizona game. But after you know, before and after that, there was really no um like oh we're gonna you know we're gonna coast to the to the championship it was hard fought all the way through so but i you know to answer your question um when uh uh you know when donald uh sacked burrow that's when i uh knew <laughs> we were gonna win <laughs> yeah it i i want to say like i mean it it was one of it had to be like a very stressful playoffs for you guys because all of your games pretty much came down to the wire. They were like up in the air. They could have gone really could have gone either way on all of them. Like, yeah. uh, so it, it, I know I have a couple of buddies cause I'm originally from LA 
Like, uh, so it, I know I had a couple of buddies that were texting me throughout the game saying, uh, just talking about, they were about to have a heart attack through, through a majority of them. Like, uh, so it's, I was, I was happy for a couple of my buddies, but of course, you know, you never wish well on the Rams if you're a Niner fan, but, uh, but what I would say is that for, for, I I thought that, uh, and honestly, I didn't think that when you guys got Von Miller, I, I didn't know it was going to be as big of a a boost as he actually gave you, especially in the playoffs. Like, I mean, it was just there was no time. There was no time for any quarterback to just sit back there for more than two seconds. And it, it it's I thought that that was really, in my opinion, like that was really when when uh, in the play, when I saw that teams were he was really coming into form that that it was going to be a rough go for any team. And I think just like you said, it was when uh, you had Jared Goff and like you had to trust in that, that play action pass. And then when you get Matt Stafford, it was such a, it was kind of a sea change into, into a new, all you needed was a couple of throws. All it what really was, was a couple of throws that got you over the hump. And that's the way I think a lot of us 49er fans are looking at Trey Lance is that we missed, we missed it by a few throws by our quarterback. And Jimmy obviously was not not that he wasn't decent but uh but he didn't carry us carry us anywhere. We got he had the worst playoff performance of any quarterback ever in the Super Bowl era. Like uh so uh, like in the whole entire playoffs. So it's it is what it is. We have Trey Lance now. I'm I'm extremely excited about Trey Lance. Uh, but I think I'm hoping that Trey Lance can give us those couple of throws that are going to get us over the hump. And I really, I really think he can, but, but, you know, proof is in the pudding and we got a whole long season and, uh, and, you know, injuries are going to be a factor, you know, that there's going to be trades and different things that happen throughout the season that, and you're, none of these rosters are done. So, um, yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, it's going to be good. I, you know, with Trey, that's that's the biggest, you know. Uh, uh, he has all he has everything going for him, right? I mean, he has, he has the arm. He's he's accurate. He's smart. He works hard. He's a leader. He has all of these things going for him. But you know, it's now just a matter. But there's been a lot of guys that people have thought that about, um, you know, especially over the last 15 years. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, you know, I'm sure Niner fans are going to hope this uh, this string is broken, but. Um, you know, the, the guys that have been picked number one, uh, you know, Burrow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, have hit. Most of them have hit. Right? There, there's still a, there's still some guys, you know, you could uh, you could question Mayfield and some other guys. But um, but the guys that have been picked uh, picks two through five quarter. I'm sorry, quarterbacks that have been picked two through five over the last um, 15 years are 0 for 10, 10 out of 10 bust. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, and um, and uh, the last guy to get picked, I think it was picked third, uh, right here, was um, was uh, uh, Matt Ryan, two thousand and eight, picked third, mm. and Phil Rivers uh, uh, picked fourth, fourth in uh, two thousand four. But here's the guys in the last fifteen years that have been picked uh, two through five, um, ten of them that you know you could. Say what you will, whether they were busts or not, they certainly weren't superstars. Yeah, Mariota, I wouldn't call Matt Ryan. I wouldn't call Matt Ryan a bust. Like, no, 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 uh, no, just, no. He was the he was the last one who wasn't. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the 2008. Matt Ryan was the last guy who who wasn't a bust. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But since since then, the, these ten guys are you know you could consider them busts or at least they didn't really make it. Um, Mariota, Trubisky, RG3, uh, Sam Darnold, Vince Young, Blake Bortles, Joey Harrington, Mark Sanchez, Carson Wentz, and Tua. And Tua, you could give him a bit of a break and say you know to be determined. But yeah, so um, you know, yeah, that's just, not a good list. I'm just <laughs> like, saying that it's it's and look, I'm not in any way suggesting that maybe it's coincidence, whatever it is. And I'm high on I'm high on on Lance, uh, uh, but um, like I, you know, for all the reasons. Uh, and uh, but it's just you know, I'm sure all of those teams also were high on their guys. So that's the biggest question mark um, for our uh, you know for your team. Um, you know, obviously, uh, but if he, you know, with the, you know, like everybody says, he has so much more upside than Jimmy, right? If this, if he yeah. can, if he can get in there and, you know, go through some progressions and uh, make quick, quick, you know, quick, accurate passes like Jimmy did, that's the baseline, right? That's what you need, you know, coming out of the gate. Yeah. And then, and, and then, but, and then now he can get to third and fourth progression that Jimmy couldn't do because he couldn't make the throw. I mean, let's just face it, or most of the time he couldn't make the throw. Yeah. And now, but, but, uh, Trey Lance can. So yeah, if he can get into those, um, those deeper reads in the progression and so forth, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be game on. You'll get your guy for 10 years and, um, it won't be good for us because we only have Stafford for probably three or four more years. So, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. So that's, that's how I view that situation. Yeah. But, and, um, and I would say that like a majority of those guys that you mentioned, they were all in bad situations. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, not that's all of them. Enough. Not all of them. There was a couple of them that weren't, and they just didn't pan out. But a lot yeah. of times, what happens is when you're picking that high, like uh, there, it's a bad situation. That you're there because you lost. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> like, Looking at this list, you're absolutely right. Most of them have been. Yeah, you couldn't get a better situation. Yeah. So than, uh, very few. It it hardly ever happens that a team that was in the and I. And I don't know. I'd have to look it up, like, uh, but uh, to see how many times it's actually happened. But the, to see an, a team go to the NFC Championship and then get to pick third, like, uh, or uh, well, no, they didn't. They didn't uh, pick third after the NFC Championship. But like, uh, they they go to the Super Bowl, then they have a historically bad like rash of injuries. The yeah, there's a bad because of COVID, yeah. and like they ended up at number twelve, but then they were able to trade up to number three, and now you get this. You you have a Super Bowl ready ro- roster already because then because then they showed out the next season and they got to the NFC Championship. But the only thing that was really missing was that we didn't have a quarterback that could that the team you need a guy that can make some just some of those clutch throws. You're gonna have to make one or two, and yeah. Jimmy yeah. just was not that guy. He he's he can throw to a limited amount of the field. And if you cover that part of the field, I mean, there's really not much he's going to be able to do. You're really trusting in your run game. And for you guys, we, you, you had been letting us run pretty much the whole yeah, uh, six, like six, in our six history. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you had been letting us run, like we were running the ball down your guys' throat. But then of course this game, they decided to cr- kind of crash the ends and it really took away our outside zone altogether. And yeah. at that point, Jimmy, Jimmy, I mean, because he can't throw outside the boundary. So, and then if you cover the the middle of the field, that's really all you had to cover. And uh, so 
I really, I really looking forward to Trey Lance and seeing uh, because in just in the limited sample size that we've seen, he can hit, he can make all the throws. That's yeah, that, not even there's a, no question. That's not a question. Not even a question. And yeah. like now, it's all about like you said, making the reads, seeing if he can make those pre-snap reads. But I would say that that's the one good thing about Kyle is that he can game plan. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have open guys out there. They're gonna be running all over the field. Uh, and it's it is what it is. Like, uh, can he see those deep those deep throws? And this guy just seemed to see those deep throws right away. Like, like we the deep throws weren't the problem for Trey Lance. Actually, it was the getting used to taking a little bit off the ball and being able to make the Jimmy throws. Right, which yeah, which was true. just really weird. He's like, just uh, full of adrenaline too, though. You know, exactly. He, you know, he, he didn't have the reps. He's coming in cold. I mean, it's Jimmy's offense. He's asked to, you know, they're not going to change he had no the re- offense. He had yeah, no reps know. with the first team. Yeah, he had no like, reps. He's, he's Plus, he was hurt too. Wasn't his finger hurt or something like that? Yeah, his um, finger was hurt. I think yeah. it was more that he didn't really, even when he was going to come in and start a game, he didn't get any, he didn't get enough play. He didn't even get enough playing time with the, with the first. Like, uh, and it yeah. was, I mean, I don't want to blame it entirely on that. Because you could see in the the Texans game that that he was learning on the fly. Like the first the first half, it he started off a little slow, but then you could see as the game went on, he got more and more comfortable and trusting in what he was seeing, and that and that was the difference. And I think that's going to be the difference this season. He has a, full, he has a full preseason, yeah. full off season, full, full OTAs, yeah, yeah. full, full mini camp. He's the man. There's no camp. competition. There's no questions. There's none yeah. of this. None of that stuff. So, yeah, no. It, look, he has everything lined up for him, and um, you know now it's just uh, just like anything. You know, you got to get the guy that can go out and just show it to you. And, um, there might be some uh, off. You know, some. I, I predict that there will be flashes of what everybody had hoped for, and then uh, some. Uh, you know, growing what the pains. hell moments. Some, yeah, well, I don't know about that. I, I don't think it, the Jimmies were what the hell moments because he's a veteran. Yeah, that's true. But with Trey, it would just be growing pains, you know, and and coming over and Shanahan putting his arm around him and telling him what's up and this and that. So there'll be a few of those and probably some picks that aren't, you know, um, they're not Jimmy picks, but they're just, you know, misreads or whatever. Yeah. Complex, you know, complex defenses being thrown at him and um, things like that. But uh, but he's certainly going to have a lot more mobility. And um, yeah, I, I do think he's going to be successful and uh, uh, you know, but you know, it's like I say, you have to be seen. So yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I just hope he's not, I, could... I just, I hope he's successful. I just, I never root against anybody, but, but you know, when you were talking about somebody coming into a good situation, I just think of Mahomes, right? Mahomes sat yeah. for a year, you know, he's with number 10 pick sat for a year and then comes into this fantastic situation mm-hmm. and thrives, you know, right away. And so, um, oh, that would be good. I hope he's not that good, but you know, I'm not going to root against the guy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And like, honestly, I could sit here and talk all day about Trey Lance. Like I've been talking about Trey Lance for, uh, yeah, like the whole off season, but this is about the, this today is about the Rams. Yeah. 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 And so you guys lost a few players this off season. I think you guys lost what nine. Uh, that's what I think. That's what I saw. But yeah, who, lost, who lost do more you than that, see? But, yeah. Who do you see replacing those spots, and and do you think the team can maintain the the Super Bowl level? Yeah, I mean, there's there's um, the big re- the big losses were on the offensive line, and this is another similarity our two teams have that we 
got worse on the offensive line, or at least we both have question marks yeah, for sure. filled. But you know, we we're we're certainly um, you know some 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 big losses. But Andrew Whitworth obviously retiring left tackle. Mm. That's that's huge. Replaced by Joseph Noteboom, who's been on the you know been on the squad, got a good payday. And I like uh, Noteboom. Yeah, and you know we we hope he's uh, you know hopefully he's probably going to be a little bit more mobile. Um, and, uh, for all wit strengths, he, you know, he was, his knees were trashed and, and he wasn't very mobile on that, on a lot of those outside run zone schemes. And they had to have him cracking back and people breaking outside of him to get wide. And so no booms a lot more younger, more, more mobile. So, um, but certainly big shoes to fill there. Uh, Austin Corbett, we lost our right guard, uh, and, um, to Carolina, uh, and in free agency and, uh, going to replace him with, you know, one or two guys that right now the odds on leader in the clubhouse is a, a rookie that we're a guy we just drafted Logan Bruss, uh, from, um, Wisconsin, three of three, we have three of our five guys. If he, if he starts, he'll be from Wisconsin, uh, along with, um, Edwards and Havenstein. And, uh, so we'll, we'll see there, um, uh, Tremaine Ingram, um, could, could win the job. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and then lost um, our cornerback, our starting cornerback opposite Ramsey, Darius Williams. Did not really replace him. We replaced him with Troy Hill, uh, who we got mm. back. He was uh, well, with us for three years and, and then had gone to Cleveland for one year and got him back. So I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, and I'm not, uh, we've got a couple other guys, David Long, Rob Rochelle, who were up and down last year, drafted a couple guys that we like, um, Kofi Durant and Darian Kendrick. Uh, but you know, that's a hole in my opinion. Um, and this is probably the, the, the biggest hole per se offensive line might be the biggest question. Mm. Um, cause it could turn out to be good, but I think that's a given that that's a hole. Um, that was a big loss with Darius Williams. And we just didn't want to, I mean, he, you know, he, he got paid and, and good for him. Um, so Von Miller obviously lost him, but you know, that was a, we wouldn't have signed Von Miller if we hadn't, uh, if Justin Hollins and, uh, Terrell Lewis hadn't gotten hurt. Um, they were playing very well. Uh, they were not, you know, Von Miller, um, but they were, uh, you know, they were playing very well and both those guys got hurt. And then that's when it was like, okay, let's go get Von. And, um, so, uh, those guys are back and are healthy and back. And so it's really the same room. We have Leonard Floyd holding down one side and then Justin Hollins and uh, Terrell Lewis. So we'll see how those guys do. Um, and then, we lost, obviously, well, we lost Robert Woods in the middle of the year. Odell replaced him. And um, obviously now Odell's out and replaced them him with Allen Robinson. So mm-hmm. Allen Robinson um, is a, you know, it's a, kind of a, a wild card, right? He's in a kind of a little bit of a redemption uh, redemption time because he, he yeah. really fade, you know, faded the last couple of years. But he was Chicago. I mean, yeah. Um, you you know, can't blame him for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But, you know, to be fair, he kind of quit on the team last year to some degree, you know, you know, and um, you know, maybe he's just saying, you know, Hey, I'm going to be a free agent. I'm not going to go out there and get hurt or whatever, but uh, yeah. So there's a lot of confidence there, but yeah, you know, again, I'll, I'll admit that's yet to be seen. I, but there are a lot of high hopes for, uh, for Allen Robinson. And um, uh, so uh, we lost some other guys that weren't as um, you know, as significant Sebastian Joseph day, uh, he ended up not starting. Uh, he had gotten hurt, got replaced, and then didn't start. Um, he went to the Chargers. Uh, Obo Okoronko, good player, but um, he was a backup. Uh, went to Houston. Sonny Michelle, who we had signed to, to you know, 
we in the in the running back room when Akers and Henderson went down. Obviously, Eric Weddle came in off the beach and and helped us uh, in the playoffs when our safety room got got decimated. Um, yeah. And then lost our punter. Uh, that was shocking to me. Like I was like, what? Yeah. They just brought Weddle off the off Isn't the pine like Isn't out that of nowhere. Crazy? That's crazy. And he yeah. played de- He played. He played decent. really well. No, he played better than decent. He played extremely well, and he got hurt in the Super Bowl. Separated his shoulder strapped it up and played the rest of the game but watching the film on that guy he was uh so important um in that game especially in the game against uh you guys in the in the championship game yes yeah. he, he, he really he really brought up yeah i was not expecting but, that uh, and then you know obviously troy we lost troy reader who we were you know looking forward to losing nothing against the guy but you know he was never should have been in that position um to be uh you know green dot in the in the linebacker role and obviously mm-hmm. replaced him with Bobby Wagner so um, those are the big you know those are the big turnovers uh, for the team and um, you know so there's some question marks some holes obviously the Bobby Wagner filling that that center that uh, inside linebacker position um, Ernest Jones coming back for his second year he had a great year so uh, that position is really fortified and uh, yeah so you know it's a similar similar look um, maybe uh, maybe a little bit down if you had to be honest overall um, uh, with a little bit of question marks on that line, but yeah, you know, but you know, the upside is Stafford um, has, is in his second year and uh, in the, you know, more comfortable with the offense and so forth. So yeah, I mean, it's largely, you know, a similar look. I'd I'd say it took a, a, you know, a small step backwards though. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like uh, it, I I look at it uh, and you're confident, you had a good pass rush before Von Von Miller got there. Like you said, I think you had a couple of injuries, which is kind of uncharacteristic for the Rams. I I, I don't understand how you keep your guys as healthy as you do on a normal basis. Like it's uh, but you guys, I think you guys stay healthy better than pretty much almost any team in the, in the NFL. Like uh, you keep the injuries to a minimum. Uh, I think if anybody knew if you, you could probably sell your, uh, your secret sauce and, make and make millions off of it like uh, i don't know what that what that's about but like uh, well they invested i'll tell you it's it's not a, it's not an accident um the they invest in sports science uh more than any other team and it's not even close um and the the uh what they do and the tracking that they do and on on the players on and off the field um in in terms of their energy exertion and mm. other things like that is it's you know uh, McVeigh was, I think, one of the first to just basically say my starters aren't playing in the offseason period. And that's that, you know, um, very low load in camp um, in terms of contact. Uh, almost almost all contact is exclusively limited to the um, the the practice games, essentially, when another team comes into visit camp and they practice against each other in controlled settings and they can control who's going to have contact and who's not. Um, that's when they, you know, get, they, they say they learn a lot more through that, through those sessions than they do even in preseason games, which are really just primarily for, you know, who's going to make the team and not on the cuts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of thought and effort that goes into that and, uh, you know, and it has paid dividends for the team for sure. And it's not, it's not that the team doesn't get injured. It's that they tend to come back pretty quickly. And so there's a lot of science into the rehab as well. So yeah, we lost games for you know almost all position groups last year probably 
defensive line was the only position group where we didn't, you know, aside obviously quarterback, um, where we didn't have any uh, any attrition. But yeah. you know, guys tended to come back. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to mention uh, Kevin in the chat and uh, Pinor. Hey, thanks guys for coming in. And yes, this is the Spaces Rams beat. <laughs> so Pinor, Pinor, I think was uh, like uh, I think everybody kind like when they see us on the podcast in real life. Like uh, I don't know if everybody looks exactly how they sound, but like <laughs> it's always a surprise, like uh, to see what people look like when you see them in person. So, uh, but but yeah, I, I'm. I'm just in as a 49er fan, I am really in like I just get really envious of a team that can, even if you have injuries, you can just have that next man up mentality. And I think the 49ers have come gotten to a point to where they're they're kind of taking a page out of your book as far as far as they don't like to play their starters a lot. They're they're trying to to limit the amount of time that their starters are on the field like for practice, for whatever it is, right. for the games, uh, preseason games. And like it's uh, – and I think that it's shown in the last uh, – especially last year. Uh, I mean, obviously not so much for 2000, but after 2020, they had to – they figured they had to do something. And I think before that, Shanahan was like practicing those guys like crazy. And like after 2020, like uh, when they had all those injuries, you could see a complete difference – on 2021 and i think you're seeing a, an even more drastic difference this offseason is like he 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 always quits otas early like that's that's his thing mm-hmm. like uh, but you can you can feel the vibe like he's just doing little things the guys that already know the system like uh, aren't going to get a lot get a lot of reps out there it's really about the new guys he's having the 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 rookies and the young guys practice a lot more and that's uh it's just a testament. He's finally, I think it he's at a point now to where he's got his culture in place. Now it is it's just about maintaining. And yeah. uh, so yeah, it's 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 really, really good to see. But uh Pinor said, uh, I had no idea I've been disrespecting my elders. <laughs> my bad, I'll show you more respect. But <laughs> but yeah, Pinor is hilarious. Like uh the uh but so we talked about like uh, who you guys are replacing them with. Where, where, were there any changes to the coaching staff? And with the different personnel, do you foresee like any changes to the game plan or the scheme? Like, do you think they're going to have to like hide guys or or change the scheme at all to fit the guys that the the new guys coming in? Yeah, I mean the biggest the biggest losses to our coaching staff and both of our teams um, get decimated every year. Uh, you know, get it poached, if you will, um, both staffs. I mean, I think you guys got poached uh, yeah. worse than we did this Always. year, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's just, everybody <laughs> wants these schemes and um, you know, the Rams run a defense that is, you know, sort of uh, in vogue. So there's a little, maybe a little more poaching on the defense, like, you know, the Staley defense and, and that, that, you know, the Fangio too high shell and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And that's kind of now picking up a ton of steam in the NFL, but um but yeah, you guys I think got hit worse than we did this year. But you know, our big losses were uh, offensive coordinator as usual. Um, uh, went to you know Kevin O'Connell went to Minnesota as the head coach. Uh, we brought in Liam Cohen. Now mm. Liam Cohen was with the Rams for three years um, in various roles on offense, and uh, he got the opportunity to take the OC job at Kentucky 
last year and um, and really lit it up in the SEC. You know, Kentucky was a really exciting team and we're winning some games. And, and so he he was kind of a, a hot commodity. And so when when uh, O'Connell left, um, McVay brought him back, uh, you know, a, a known quantity, uh, but uh, great offensive mind and, um, you know, really strong on the passing attack. And uh, so I think that that's, you know, I think McVay wants to also open up the passing game even more than it was, if that's possible, right? You know, a lot yeah, more, was... <laughs> a lot more, yeah, a lot more uh, uh, empties um, and just really throwing the kitchen sink on the passing game. I think that he's going to do it. Also getting the running backs involved a lot more. The Rams had by far the fewest receptions uh, as a percentage of total receptions uh, mm. of anybody. Less in the than the Niners? Year. Because oh, we yeah. never throw to our running backs. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to t- uh, tweet it out. You know, I, I have a tweet uh, that I put out with a chart. That's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, it was twelve point eight percent of our passes. So an eighth of our passes were to running backs, which was by far the lowest in the league. Most are in the twenties, um, and mm. uh, the highest was say Carolina at like thirty two for obvious reasons with you know, McCaffrey and whatnot. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, so uh, so I think they're going to get the uh, get our running backs involved a little bit more. Um, we're just going to be able to, so that that's probably the biggest change. And we've heard them talking about it. I'm not just guessing at this. Um, you know, we retained uh, Raheem Morris, which was surprising. I really felt like mm. uh, you know he took a little bit of time to get to get into that Staley offense, which well, I mean, his defense, which uh, McVay really wanted to keep. And and then at the end of the year, he got his groove and started putting his own stamp on it. And uh, made all those adjustments in the championship game that really turned the tide. He, he really started to load the box and run different looks at uh, at Jimmy, and, and um, you know, kind of stalled out that you know that uh, that attack. So, and you yeah. know, kind of got off the six six in a row loss that uh, yeah that we could yeah that was brutal. <laughs> yeah, we so. couldn't get it when it counted. Like uh, we're well, yeah, but I mean that, that that game that game was close, and you know, so yeah. forth and so on. But but um, in terms of otherwise. Uh, and we lost uh, our uh, uh, O'Connell took our uh, tight ends guy Wes Phillips with him. He became the OC for the Vikings, and mm. then the Broncos took um, uh, probably our top uh, coordinator on defense uh, position coordinator, Ziro um, Evero, who was Ooh. a really big loss in the secondary. So lost really three guys. Most of the guys were um, replaced internally with promotions from assistants upward. The biggest, obviously, addition we were talking about Liam Cohen, but you know, got a, a, a you know a new running backs coordinator and a you know inside linebackers guy. But for the most part, it's it's intact, right? In the past, we brought in more outside guys, but they really did a good job of stocking up last year on on assistants that could be promoted. Because McVay now has talked about his laugh. He's like, well, I know I'm going to get poached every year, so I'd rather you know hire my guy a year earlier and promote him internally. So yeah, it's, it's not as bad as it looks, although. There's a lot of shifting and moving around of, of guys moving from here to there to there to there and so forth. But yeah, I'd say a bigger passing attack is the answer to your question. Yeah, it's uh, I would look at. I mean, we got poached a lot this this off season, and it was really it, it like a, the most important one we ended up keeping. Which was D'Amico Ryan's to me. Yeah, like same uh, for us, right? With our DC. Yeah, yeah. It was that was really the most important thing <clears throat> to me. Like uh, that, uh, and I I got to give kudos to Raheem uh, Morris. Raheem Morris, right? Yeah. Like uh, Raheem, I've got to give that guy kudos because he 
we thought the 49ers thought that they were going to come in there. They were going to do the same thing <laughs> and it was just going to work. And he really kind of just flipped the script on how they were covering that, how they covered the 49ers and the, when it counted and that, and he had those guys flying to the ball. And uh, I mean, you got to give the guy credit. Like uh, I, I, I really like him. I like, but D'Amico Ryan's I thought was, that was a, I thought for sure he was going to get a head coaching job. Yeah, I thought that it was going to be Mike McDaniel that's, that ended up staying uh, because I didn't think he had enough experience in that role to to justify making him a head coach. Uh, I was kind of surprised that the, that Miami went that direction, but it is what it is. I, I hope the best for Mike McDaniel. Uh, he's a player's coach. The players just love him to death, and I'm really interested to see what what kind of how that messes with the dynamic of the 49ers locker room. So, uh, because he was such a, the, the players loved him so much. So, but, uh, but yeah, it's it like, uh, I think what you said, Hey, what's going on, Mariah? Like, uh, thanks for coming on the, uh, it's like you said, I like, I love it when you get to, you get, bring a whole got bunch of guys in on those lower rungs and then you get to just, could they just get to kind of come up in the system? And then historically speaking, that's what Kyle usually does. But I think he's been poached so much that he doesn't yeah. have a chance. He didn't have a chance to do that entirely. Uh, but he did get some guys then brought some guys in some, a lot of guys in the lower levels so that he could get a couple of years. Cause he knows it's going to happen again. Like uh, it's going to happen again if they do well. So uh, yeah, but. Yeah, I think there's a bias toward, and we just going back to D'Amico and, and Raheem, there's a bias toward uh, offensive coaches, right? And the uh, head coaches in the league right now. And, um, you know, you got Salah, who, who's, you know, doing a good job and, uh, you know, a few others. But I think he a, is really doing a good job. Yeah, it's a great, real good job. You know, it's a culture change that needed to happen at that at that club. I mean, forget, you know, X's and O's and, and schemes, right? I mean, at that point in time, you just need a, a complete culture overhaul. Um, just to get people, you know, and so, uh, you know, he's a great guy for that. And um, their GM and is really it, good too. I like, yeah, they GM. got a good GM. Yeah. But, you know, I think there's a generally a bias toward offensive head coaches at this point, which is, yeah. you know, I think maybe, you know, sort of one of the explanations for um, D'Amico and, and Raheem not getting a look. Yeah. Well, D'Amico got to, he got a couple of, he got offered a few interviews. Uh, and I honestly, I think that he would have gotten, one of the positions, if he hadn't have come out and said right after one of his interviews, he just said, I just decided I'm just going to stay. I want to go one more year. And because uh, he wanted he thought that we had unfinished business. And and it really came down to I think that he knew he had some he still had some growing to do uh, to get to that level. And I, and I think it was a good decision by him because he he definitely didn't want to go to a situation like a uh, Miami or some somewhere where, where it could have ended badly. Yeah. And cause you don't always get a second chance and yeah. a lot of these guys will not get second chances. So it's uh it it's, and it's sad to say, say that because I think a lot of, a lot of guys that get second chances don't necessarily always deserve them <laughs> like uh cook Cowboys. Like, uh, but yeah, but it is what it is. And that's uh, the good old boys club, you know. Yeah, there's only uh, there's only eight of them left. Um, let's see, is that right? Uh, Twenty four and eight. Yeah, there's only eight guys that have coached more than five years, and they all actually have ten plus years. And there's 
24 guy, 24 of the 32 coaches now have five or fewer head coaching uh, years of head coaching experience. And um, so there's a huge overhaul in the, uh, in the uh, coaching race going on. But um, yeah, I mean, you got like Rivera and, uh, you know, obviously Belichick and, um, and uh, you know, Tomlin, yeah, Tomlin and, like, and yeah, yeah. McCarthy and um, yeah. And, and Lovey Smith is back and uh, you know, a few Which other guys. So weird. yeah, a few, yeah, it is weird, but a few other guys and um, yeah, but in general, uh, none of those guys, by the way, no, no head coach. Other than, of course, Belichick. No, no head coach other than Belichick has more than one Super Bowl win yeah. under his belt. Yeah. yeah, that's that's. But that that speaks to the parody of the NFL. Like I, I and why I think all of us love the NFL so much is that any given season, any given se- season. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have predicted that the Bengals were going to make the Super Bowl? Nobody. <laughs> no, absolutely nobody. So it's. Uh, yeah, like that. I think that's why we all love the NFL. It's the unpredictability, the uh, the parity, and uh, yeah, anybody anybody can can get it if you make the right moves in the off season. Yeah, you can get you can get there. Like uh, yeah, so. you can get there. That was a little bit. Maybe that's another time. Maybe that's another podcast. But for sure. Um, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, it turns out that forty seven of the last fifty Super Bowl winners were actually in a Super Bowl window um, with sustained winning. Um, where they had, you know, gotten to the playoffs uh, in a sustained way for at least three years, including a conference championship, and most of the time, more four or five years, and at least one conference championship. And the uh, the three outliers are the uh, are the uh, the 2000 um, Ravens, the mm. uh, 2017 um, Eagles, and the uh, 2020. Um, Buccaneers, you know, but they, they have a, you know, they had an excuse, yeah, they right? Have, they got, they yeah. got the goat, they got but the goat. <laughs> uh, yeah, but for the most part, um, you know, teams can, can, can work their way into that window and whether they, they become successful, like the Bengals did, um, they probably overachieved given how, where they came from, but um, you know, just historically speaking, not, not as a team, but, um, but let's say that they stay in the window now. Right. And now they'll, get back there year after year after year. And then eventually they'll, you know, they'll probably win one, but yeah, generally speaking though, it's, it's, you know, it's generally not, Hey, anybody can win it any year. It's generally um, there's only right now, there's only about four teams in the NFC and four teams in the AFC. They're actually in a Super Bowl window um, that are in the likelihood of one of those eight teams winning. It is extremely high. There's a lot of other teams that are going to probably, burst onto the scene and get into yeah. the window and stay there for a while. <laughs> um, that, but, uh, you know, maybe Miami or, or Denver or, or please don't or, let it be Miami or the I chargers. Just... Yeah, I know. I know yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know we're gonna, we won't hear the end of it, but no, that's yeah. a, but again, that's a, I love that topic. And, uh, but maybe for yeah, podcast. for sure. The, uh, so everybody's so back to the Rams and everybody's ex- obviously expecting Allen Robinson to have a big season, right? Yeah. So what do you think his stat line ends up being? And does he, does he overtake cup for targets? It's funny. I just got off of a, um, of a a podcast with a, a a Rams guy who's, you know, probably our (coughs) large, I want to say the name, but large, probably our, the biggest Rams podcaster. And, um, he thinks that, uh, 
he thinks Robinson is going to over is going to have, um, you know, like I think he said, uh, 150 targets, 107 Woo. receptions, six, uh, fifth, 1450, uh, and 11 for uh, yards and 11 TDs. I mean, I was wow. like, he thinks he could lead the league, and and just because for a lot of reasons, he thinks he's going to get a lot of long balls, a lot of you know, big, big, uh, you know, uh, you know, long balls that Jefferson couldn't convert on. And um, there'll be a lot of attention on cup and so forth. But, you know, again, going and also going back to the heavy, the passing uh, schemes that, that will, you know, probably be running. I'm not that optimistic. I mean, I think that um, I think that Robinson is going to essentially hold where he's been over his career as a number one, but do it as a number two. So mm. what does that look like? It's about, you know, you can't look at the stats on an annual basis and see these numbers because he's hasn't really played a full season except for one or two seasons. So, but if you look at his per game average and then extrapolate it out to a, a healthy 17 game season, it comes out to about a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, somewhere around 75, you know, eight receptions, something like that. So, yeah. you know, the uh, the Vegas uh, not a big better, but I like to you know see what Vegas thinks you know on these over unders. He's at uh, seventy for eight hundred on the um, in the uh, the sports book, so I think he'll you know exceed that um, by about ten or fifteen twenty percent. But um, that'd be a good year, and that's what we need out of this guy. Yeah, I I, I see Allen Robinson. I think that he's going to be motivated. And I think that this is going to really be a coming out party for him because of just, I, I kind of, I don't agree to the point to where your podcaster uh, buddy like uh, says, like, uh, but I, I just really think I'm thinking of the type of quarterback that Matt Stafford is and that he likes to throw. And remember some of his best seasons were with a bigger wide receiver yeah. that he could just throw the ball up to. Yeah, 50-50 and, balls, contested. And catch. he loves his 50-50 balls. Yeah. like uh, And that's the, the reason why. And I think that Allen Robinson is a good enough wide receiver to beat a lot of corners in 50-50 balls. And with uh, the defense is kind of trying to stop, Cooper Cup is going to get his. Like, I mean, that's going to happen. Like, uh, But I just feel like Allen Robinson has the chance to lead them in lead them in uh in targets just because of you know in third third down situations and red zone situations he's he's going to be the bigger target and uh and it it could it could switch around like uh, teams could it could get to the point to where teams have to kind of roll coverage to him but i just look at i just look at alan robinson and i just i really have a feeling that he is going to be what they wanted uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to be all season for you guys, like, uh, because if he if Odell Beckham Jr. had played, like, uh, and there's still a chance that he may come back to you guys too, yeah, which yeah, which yeah. is kind of scary to me, like, uh, but those three guys together, yeah. Oh, I God. had a uh, I this was this is maybe hard for your listeners to believe, but um, I got uh, I got one of the top, probably the top Cincinnati guy uh on on twitter spaces i'm not going to name names but um to admit that if obj came back that we would have a better wide receiver room than cincinnati 
And, um, and the reason was that he figured the top three, his top three might still be, uh, be slightly better. And I couldn't argue with that. I mean, those the top three are, are, uh, you know, um, Chase, Higgins and Boyd are tough to beat, but he said, there's nothing after that. And we have some depth, you know, at, yeah. at, you know, two, two and some other guys. And, um, so, uh, and then obviously Robinson, I mean, uh, Jefferson would drop into the four spot. So, uh, yeah, it'd be, it would be, a, a, you know, a top, maybe call it a top three in the league, top, uh, you know, starting wide receiver, but, but with a lot of depth behind it. So yeah, what do you, what do you think of Tutu Atwell? Because, uh, Owen, before yeah. I, before I get to Tutu Atwell, yeah. like I wanted to mention, uh, Mariah's giving you guys all some good fantasy advice to pick up, uh, Allen Robinson in, fa- in fantasy, like, uh, that's good. I, I know that's, good that's advice. a guy I'm going to be targeting, like for sure. That's good advice. He he's not going to go very high unless there's other people thinking the same thing. That's but, what I'm saying. Um, he might be a sleeper for a lot of teams. Yeah, like, you yeah. could pick up some pick up some Allen Robinson. You know, and even if he doesn't get the yards, even if he doesn't get the yards, like our yeah. our red zone um, reception rate at the beginning of the year before until we got Odell was terrible. Like yeah. it was awful. And yeah. um, Higby, our, our our you know our tight end. Who's decent, you know, he's a mid mid level tight end. Um, was he's terrible. a clutch guy, though. Yeah, he's, he's a clutch. clutch you know, he's, he's terrible in the red zone. Terrible for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, but Odell really really helped us out there, and and so we really really um, are going to rely on Robinson in the red zone too. So you know, obviously, uh, fantasy touchdowns are king. So yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's so. What do you think of Tutu Outwell? Because like. Uh, Coming out last season, I mean, he's a speedster, right? Like, uh, yeah, small. I remember thinking of him in the draft last year because we needed a speedster, uh, somebody to take the top off. Uh, not that Jimmy could get him the ball, but at least somebody to clear the coverage out, and, <laughs> right? Like, well, uh, uh, yeah, you guys got Ayuk open, and he wasn't even, uh, he yeah, wasn't I even, mean, he, he was if he got past the, 20 yards and he's open, Jimmy was not over even the middle, looking. he was open, I was open almost every, almost every route, and, and yeah. he just never got targeted. I mean. I would not want to be Brandon Ayuk, but uh, yeah, he how frustrating with that of it. He's literally open so yeah, many. It's going to change this year. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's well. That's the whole. That's the whole point, right? Is yeah. For is sure. you get a guy who can deliver that those wide, those those kind of mid middle uh, middle of the field mid mid tier passes wide. That's yeah. that's you know if that that's the magic for a an NFL quarterback. If you can't do that, and a team can can you know play. You know, cut the field off. It's really tough. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, getting back to two two. Um, yeah, no, he's uh, he got hurt last year. You know, after he didn't get a lot of reps, um, a lot of snaps. He was you know tried him at punt returner. He had never really returned punts in college. Um, you'd think a guy like that would, but he didn't. And he, uh, you know, he just he, and then he had the uh, the Creed Humphrey curse, which you know is probably about ten teams hat you know, have the creed we could have had Creed Humphrey in the second round. And um, uh, so, you know, the Rams you know, fans were saying that and just a lot of disrespect toward Tutu Atwell, quite frankly, I mean, you know, as a guy who was a rookie and he gets hurt and, you know, people are down on him for multiple reasons, but the good news is he has a massive chip on his shoulder. This, and, you know, you can see it on Twitter. He's very vocal about it. I don't care what y'all think. I'm going to show you. I mean, I know I can play and this and that. And, He's come back. He's working. He's apparently one of the hardest working guys in camp, oh. and um, you know, and he's he's healthy. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to use him. I think that's another part of this is where they're going to uh, really use him uh, creatively, like McVeigh could. You know, Shanahan can, like McVeigh's of the world can, 
And mm -hmm. um, I expect him to be uh, have a really good season. <clears throat> yeah, 2-2. Two, two, I mean, obviously, he's got the speed. I was looking at him when I was doing my draft, my draft box, and uh, he's a little small for – for the 49ers, like, because we like our guys to block like uh, yeah, but, us too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, but, but I, when he went to you guys, I, all I could think of was that, Oh, that's great. We're just going to have a speed speedster like uh, that with uh, Matt, Matt Stafford, who loves to air it out. Like, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I just wondered about him like, uh, because I remember him from last season and uh, I thought that was an interesting pickup by you guys. We had that guy. Remember we had Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was complaining. Yeah, because he wasn't they, getting yeah. targeted, right? So yeah, then they and, just said, "Well, leave." And yeah, then, and then just fine. We'll let you, let you we'll release you, and and uh, yeah, but we had the take it off the top guy, and that's probably the reason Tutu didn't get on the field for the first four yeah, or five probably. games. Um, yeah, I went to the game where uh, the the Tampa Bay game uh, week three, um, and yeah, and Jackson had a hell of a game. I mean, one long touchdown to open the second half. And another one that Stafford just underthrew him on and, you know, said, my bad. Sorry, I didn't think you were that damn fast. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if he had stayed, you know, kept his head on, which is, you know, a big ask for, you yeah. know, one of those guys that comes from the, the you know, the, the uh, diva, uh, wide receiver diva era, you know, that yeah. he was right in the smack dab middle of that with all those other guys, you know. And, um, but anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, I lost him, but yeah, we we didn't have a take it off the top guy the rest of the year. Yeah, and so, but you did get a big another big fish on the defensive side in Bobby Wagner. Yeah. So, how do you see Bobby Wagner affecting this defense? Do you see the Rams doing the same thing as, or uh, do you see anywhere where the Rams do the same thing as they did last season, where they make a trade to get, or uh, they sign a keep guys off a key guy off of waivers or something, or have they run out of assets to even trade? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think the Bobby Wagner question is, it just brings another layer of leadership. Um, and we obviously have Aaron Donald on the front line. Um, you know, he learned a lot from Von Miller in terms of leadership. Donald has always been a quiet guy. And um, Von really taught him how to be more vocal, encouraged him mm. to be more vocal. And yeah, we and, saw uh, him. We saw and that, yes, Tom, talking. <laughs> well, that way, you know, that, that but you know, the, the big one was the, you know, bringing the guys together on the sideline and, and, you know, um, really being very vocal with them. And he was a lot more vocal, uh, after Vaughn came and, you know, Vaughn told him, Hey, these guys, you know, they, they, they want it. They, you know, they need it. They're looking to you for that. You're not giving it to them. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't think you're doing them a, a favor by just leading <coughs> by example. And, um, so he became more, so that's an example of, of the type of thing, you know, Bobby Wagner can come in and bring that kind of a, of a, uh, influence to the team overall especially to our linebacking crew you know which is all young and uh, Ernest Jones who I think is going to be a, a really big really good player he, he had a great second half and um, he just didn't know what he was really doing out there he's just going off of pure athleticism <laughs> um, and uh, so I think that leadership I mean obviously you have like I said Donald and and then now you have Wagner in the middle and Ramsey in the back um, you know Stafford and Cup on the offensive side and and that's the Rams team build philosophy is get superstars at key positions and then surround them by a bunch of guys on rookie contracts and fill in a few here and there with some mid-level deals. And, and yeah. uh, you know, so, but no, he'll bring a lot of leadership. I mean, he still has probably something in the tank. Um, he'll probably be motivated given a lot of people say he's washed up. Um, but 
having a, a, a running partner, you know, what we, cause we do run that two, that two inside linebacker, um, you know, almost exclusively, right. There's almost never three, we don't never have three inside, uh, linebacker. We yeah. Very and rarely so, have three. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it's the edges and then two or three DLs and, you know, so it's, uh, and then, um, the two insides and then go from there, but yeah, so it's just leadership, you know, he can still, he can still play if he, if he stays healthy, which, you know, for older guys is questionable always, but, um, yeah, I mean, he'll be great against the run. He hasn't really lost any, anything there, um, blitzing and whatnot. The, where he's lost a, a step is, um, uh, is in, uh, you know, coverage. uh, yeah, yeah, coverage and, um, but Ernest Jones is, that's where he excels. He's very quick and, and, and in coverage and our, so are our, uh, edges so they can help there and get, you know, so, but it's going to be, it's mostly leadership. I mean, you can't underestimate this guy's leadership. I'll tell you what I learned about Wagner. One of the reasons he chose the Rams was, uh, that he wants to be, uh, participate in an ownership group in the NFL eventually. And mm -hmm. he's doing essentially a internship with the Rams front office. Really? not in the GM role and like a lot of guys do where they want to learn how player movement and, you know, a lot of guys go into that, the front office. Now he went, he just went straight to the, uh, straight to the executive office to learn how a team owner, how a team ownership situation runs. And That's um, cool. yeah, it's very cool. Like, you know, and he's obviously represents himself. He, he, you know, helped negotiate a very complex contract. Um, and uh, yeah, just a really, smart guy and he's from socal and he's looking yep. forward to give him give him back to the community here but yeah it's just a leadership is the biggest thing yeah he's like uh i've always been a fan of bobby wagner's like uh even though he's on the seahawks and i hate the seahawks yeah. like uh, i mean it is what it is you just hate it when there's really good players on the other side of uh, the other side of you but bobby wagner is a very smart very smart guy like uh, leading that with all those great players on that defense that they had and Bobby Wagner was really the brains of that operation. And it was, yeah. uh, so yeah, like if anybody can do that, I, it would not surprise me with, uh, Bobby Wagner, like, uh, but I think that he absolutely is going to give you guys some leadership and help Aaron Donald in that vocal role. And it's, it, it's, I think a lot of guys are downplaying his role down uh, downplaying his role on your guys team a lot of the 49er fans are at least like uh just because it because he's getting older and like just like you said about the coverage his coverage grade has kind of slipped a little bit yeah but for sure but i mean the reality is is you can't put a price on leadership you really can't like uh, uh sherman richard sherman did a ton for for our defensive backs like uh, he wasn't the fastest anymore he wasn't the best, but but he gave us a ton in leadership and showing those guys how to win. And it was, uh, and like uh, that, that's you need those types of guys in the locker room. Like, uh, so for you guys to be able to get him, uh, was I thought it was a big pickup for you guys, regardless of what, uh, of what his grades are. Like, uh, but yeah, it could have been, yeah, it, yeah, that was a, a huge hole to fill because that's that's where we really got, and that's an upgrade. Yeah, that's to That's me. where, well, huge upgrade. You can't yeah. go over, over Troy Reader. I mean, come on. Yeah. And, um, you know, but that's where we really got skewered. That's where Shanahan went after us and, and, uh, a lot of other coaches, but just to your second question about trades, I mean, the Rams are, are really more, 
opportunistic about trades. It's, you know, last year, like I think I mentioned the, the Sonny Michelle trade when our running backs went down and Von Miller, when the edges went down and um, OBJ was just a opportunistic cause it was, it was an almost free. I mean, he yeah, was literally a million, that was million and a half dollars and uh, that we had to pay. And then, you know, gave him another three and a half in bonus million in bonuses or something like that. Like he was the most bonus uh, incentivized player based upon, um, uh, you know, performance, individual as well as team performance, and obviously winning the Super Bowl. So he maxed out his incentives. Um, didn't get rich off of it, quote unquote. You know, in, in football dollars, but uh, yeah. So that was inexpensive. But other than that, really wasn't a lot of movement. And um, I expect the Saints see the same thing. Just kind of wait and see, see what's happening, where we get you know some injuries or or where something is like. I if I had to predict, I'd say cornerback. Um, mm -hmm. I really think that they're not going to perform there like they had hoped. Uh, and, uh, and I think they'll, they'll make a move. Uh, if I had to make any, any prediction, it would be, it would be there for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I mean, if, if there's anything that you could, that, uh, that anybody could predict about the Rams is they're probably going to trade for somebody or pick up somebody off of waivers in the middle of the season. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And also uh, um, get rid of some guys too, because um, yeah. you know, we'll make some trades last year. It was Kenny young. And uh, you know, and that was a shocker in the middle of the year. And it's only for $2 million cap, two and a half million dollar cap savings, which, you know, ultimately was necessary to, to do the bond deal. But um, it was uh, uh, yeah, but there'll be other trades. Um, there's a, a kind of a glut of, of right now of guys that are, coming off uh, or going, you know, uh, going into free agency next year, either coming off their rookie deals or other guys like, you know, like a guy like uh, Ashawn Robinson, you know, mm -hmm. who would be extremely valuable to somebody. So if we can get one of our younger guys like Bobby Brown to move up or something like that, uh, you know, it might be surprising, but if they got the right price, they might do it. You know, you yeah. never know because he doesn't start. I mean, he plays 40% of the snaps. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, you know, Greg Gaines is, is, is the starter there. So, um, and he comes in on first down and uh, and short yardage packages, and um, I mean he's, he was invaluable to us. But at the same time, you know, so were guys like Sebastian Day, you know, Joseph Day, and other guys that we just let move on and for the comp picks. So um, there might be some trades outward, maybe even more than inward this year. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I know that I'll be holding my breath, <laughs> like because uh, yeah. the 49ers don't really do a lot of bring a lot of guys in and. They don't do a lot of trades. They kind of trust in their drafting and yeah. their development. Like, uh, so it's, but we are deep. We are deep yeah, this season. Deep. And uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but who do you, so let's pivot to the division. Who do you see winning this division this year? After all the talk about our teams and like uh, where we're at currently, uh, what, and what order do you rank each team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a toss-up with the Rams and the Niners. Um, I mean, I could actually give I, I, the Trey Lance thing to me is is you know uh, such a, a wild card. Um, and if but if he if Trey Lance is what you know he's you know uh, advertised, then I I would give it to the Niners. And and the the reason is that I think these three games that we play um, that are different from, you know, we obviously play the same schedule except for three games. 
And the Rams have uh, Buffalo, Dallas, and Green Bay. Mm -hmm. And the Niners have the Bears, uh, the (laughs) Dolphins, and the Commanders. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So right there, like, let's just say that there's a two-game differential, potentially, in those three games, right? And um, Or you could almost say, I mean, the Miami game's at home. You know, I don't know. There's, you know, it's young t- traveling back to, you know, and at Chicago's at Chicago, Washington's at home. I mean, I'm going to give you guys three wins right there, right? Yeah, and we then, hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to spot you. I'm going to say now you get spotted three wins, and we got to play Buffalo, you know, Dallas, and at Green Bay. So, you know, if we could win two of those three. I certainly would never say we're going to win all three of those games. Um, maybe it's one out of three. I don't know. But so that could be the difference to me. Um, you know, all things being equal. Uh, obviously, I have a lot of confidence in the Rams and, the, you know, team and whatnot. But um, and then, of course, we got to play you guys and you guys have owned us. I mean, we got over on you in the in the uh, in the, you know, in the one, um, you know, the playoff game, which was obviously the big one. But, you know, in the regular season, you know, it just there was no track record at all. So, yeah, um, you know, it'd be lucky to split there. So, you know, I don't know. It's it's to me, it's going to be very close. But if you have to look at those differences head to head, along with the, those three games, um, you know, you'd have to give the edge if you're being, uh, um, you know, uh, just honest about it to uh, to the Niners. So but I, you know, I, I don't think the Rams aren't going to make the the you know the Rams will definitely make the um, the playoffs. And, uh, but it's going to come down to those two teams. So, yeah, I, I look at this division and we're, like you said, we're splitting, we're kind of splitting hairs, uh, as to what it just depends on, on what Trey Lance shows up. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very encouraged. I will say like by everything that I've seen, seen and heard so far, like, uh, now, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. And barring injury, barring injuries, of course. But I mean, I agree with you that I think by a, by a hair and maybe just be a, one of those end of the season things that uh, we just slip in and accidentally win the division by the last game. Like I think it's going to be that close. It's going to be and super close, yeah. Because you, I think I look at it as we're all playing the AFC West this year, right? And and I think that because of that alone like uh, because all those teams are going to be tough i think because of that alone it's going to make the division games so much more important (laughs) because those are four not given not none of those none of those games are going to be give you gimmies and like uh so i think just because of that and the things you mentioned earlier about the you guys got a couple of games with green bay and like uh dallas i think you guys are going to kill dallas i'll be honest with you but like uh but the uh but what i but i just look at it as because of who we're playing the division the other division that we're playing this year i think it's going to make our division game so important and we're i think we're both teams are extremely lucky that the seahawks are down on their luck <laughs> yeah and uh and then arizona we don't i don't think anybody knows what arizona is at this point <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of optimism there. There's a lot of pessimism there. I mean, they and, got uh, some good. They got good players, like. Uh, but it. I think the the question is the coaching staff, and the question is Kyler Murray. 
and like uh, which Kyler shows up and can can Kingsbury even like really have some consistency there. Uh, so I, but I just look at this division as I think I like like you said by a hair. I think that the 49ers are going to win this division. Uh, the I have you guys in second. Uh, I I have I actually have the Seahawks in third, and I have Arizona wow. last. Like yeah, that, I have that flip, flip for sure. I'm not a big believer in the Seahawks team, and um, I I just think <clears> that that Carroll's a good coach. As much as I hate him, like uh, yeah, I think he's a good coach, and I think that he's going to get. Uh, I think I don't think that their their current quarterback, their quarterback that they're going to start the season with, I don't even think he's on the roster yet. Interesting. I, I honestly think that that uh, the 49ers are going to end up having to release Jimmy, and I think he's going to end up going to the Seahawks. Wow. Yeah, I think I think I think they're going to have to end up releasing him too. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where they're going to where he'll end up going. That'd be a lot of money to be. Um, you know, spend on that quarterback room there. And, you know, that team's going to be sold, right? Like absolutely has to be sold per Paul Allen's trust. It has to be liquidated in the next, you know, two years, um, along with the the Blazers will go first and then them. And so anytime that happens, teams usually try and cut salaries and and so forth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to say somewhat competitive, but um, yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I'm not that high on them. Um, And also, uh, you know, I think it's interesting our our perceptions of that team because you guys have not had great luck against um, against the Seahawks over the years. It's and, Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, it's that guy. Russell. He's the boogeyman yeah. for us. Yeah, he's the boogeyman, and and that you know that that whole Seattle team. And whereas we've had you know we've had a, a better success, and so you know I just I don't know I don't, I'm not uh, I think Carroll is uh, one of those guys. He's one, another one of the guys we didn't mention earlier. Um, you know the, those older coaches and. Uh, I think he's kind of, you know, past his prime and um, I think he's a good coach, but he's a defensive guy and he has mm-hmm. not kept up offensively like um, at all. You know, he's somebody had to run the, the most rudimentary offense in the league by far. It wasn't even close. And it's one of the reasons why, um, you know, Russell just, you know, wanted to get out of there. And so, yeah, I'm just not a big, not a big believer in that team at all. And Arizona, I think is a, you know, um, you know, a, a better team. They're going to struggle. Uh, with that that wide receiver crew, I mean, you got you got DeAndre Hopkins out for six games, yeah. Which we fortunately get him one of those, and you guys, yeah, no, we we get him not, as soon as he's coming back. I think you do not get it. Yeah, actually, you get him uh, the week eleven and week uh, week eighteen. Yeah. So um, last game of the season. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, with him gone, um, Marquise Brown. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, and, um, you know, and so Kirsten Kirk's gone. So it's Rondell Moore time. And I like him a lot, quite frankly. I think he's going to, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to have a good year. Um, but I think that that's where they're going to struggle. And I think that that's going to really, uh, last year when Hopkins got hurt, um, there was a lot of other injuries to that team. Don't get, it wasn't yeah. just that. But uh, Kyler really struggled when that when without Hopkins. I think that Rondell Moore is going to be a really big part of their offense. I thought he was going to be a big part of their offense last year, but uh, I think that they are going to find ways to get him the ball uh, this year for them. And I do, I do uh, think that Mark uh, Hollywood is going to, to have, I think he's going to have a decent season uh, just because 
he didn't have anybody. He didn't have anybody with him in Baltimore. Yeah, he didn't like. Uh, he's not a number one, but he could probably be a solid number two. Yeah, especially like getting get uh, clearing out clearing space for DeAndre Hopkins. Like uh, it's, I just and Kyler's got a cannon. So yeah. it's I I. I, I think that they're going to score points. I think that what's going to end up happening is their defense is going to let them down. And I think that Kyler eventually is going to, is going to let them down. Cause I don't think he's a leader. Like uh, that's my personal opinion on him. I'm like, with you uh, on that. Uh, yeah. It's, it's all about him. And yeah, it's the, it's kind of a, um, to me, it's a similar attitude uh, to um, uh, uh Oh God, who am I thinking of? Um, oh God, I, I slipped my mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, Move no on. worries. Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. any player, any specific player. Before we get out of here, any specific player you see breaking out in the division? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think on your team, I like. I've been thinking Ayuk just because he was so wide open. Um, and uh, uh, oh, I was thinking Rogers. Rogers' attitude. Going back to my last thought. Yeah, Aaron Rogers the guy that has the attitude you know that yeah just oh, doesn't yeah, for sure doesn't lead his team he's it's just a their, jerk it's always their fault you know he's not yeah. yeah you know whereas guys like stafford or whatever and you know there's plenty of other guys will always you know kind of say hey my fault or whatever um yeah anyway no in terms of breakouts it's uh Ayuk. um i think you know it's the guy was wide open i'm like he's yeah. wide open so many players <laughs> like watching this film i'm like this guy's like hey over here you know yeah. and uh so you know, I don't know. That could have partially been because he's running routes that the defense knew he wasn't going to get the ball. But yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a great route runner, and yeah. um, so I think he's going to get rejuvenated. Um, you know, and and have a really big year. And I think uh, the other guy I think you guys I think on your team is Javon Kinlaw. Um, obviously, had a down rookie year, got hurt a lot. You know, his knee knee, knee last year and was out the whole thing. And um, I think he's healthy from what I from what I understand and mm-hmm. motivated and. Uh, he seems to have a fire in his belly if uh, his interactions with um, yeah. Thank you, Grant. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Grant. Grant, right? Uh, yeah, Grant. Grant. Grant's either going to say, yeah, you know, it's it's you know, see, it was uh, it was because of me I lit a fire, or it's going to be yeah. I told you so, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, perfect situation for perfect him. Perfect situation. Yeah, but um, you know, I think he's going to have a good year. That guy's a monster, and um, so I think those are the two Niners that will break out, um, uh, and then. Uh, we talked about the Rams. I think you know Ernest Jones, uh, another guy, Nick Scott, mm. who was a sa- who was a, a safety, had a really really strong second half of the year. Bring a ball hockey capability to our team that that we really didn't have under uh, um, you know with our uh, with our uh, with um, Fuller and Rap. So uh, and Fuller will have a great year too. But I think Rap's going to be the odd man out there. But um, on the Seahawks, uh, you know Cody Barton is going to step in for and get most of the snaps. I think for Bobby Wagner, um, Jordan Brooks mm. will step up and kind of take over the leadership role. But um, I think those guys will play well. That I, you know, to your point, if there's one thing Carroll can do, it's you know coach linebackers and and that in that deep that interior defense. And so those guys always play well in that scheme. Um, maybe D. Eskridge can sneak in there as a, a third, you know, wide receiver yeah, three. That's sneaky. Um, yeah, you know, behind uh, Metcalf, Lockett, and and Noah Fant. And just kind of be that guy. And then if they don't, you know, if they if they stay with Drew Locke, for example, 
It's going to be a lot of quick releases. You know, it's going to be a lot of stuff that um, wide receiver threes are built for. So I don't know, just, just a guess. Um, and then I, Rondell Moore is the, the, we already, you know, the spoiler, right. We already talked about him. Yeah. He's uh, you know, you know, we talked enough about him and then maybe on that team, Jalen Thomas, um, you know, a safety kind of get overshadowed by Buda Baker, but um, he's really, really playing well. And so those are some guys in the division that, you know, I think could start to build a name for themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at, of course you brought up uh, Brandon Ayuk and of course my other guy the right for a breakout, I think is going to be Trey Lance. Uh, and we're not going to go into go into the reasons why we've already yeah, gone yeah. into that. Like, uh, but as far as the as far as the rant, those are just my two guys for the Niners I, that I think are right. just prime for a breakout. Uh, Ken Law, I like. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful, but yeah. like I'm at a wait and see point with Ken Law. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then, but as far as the Rams go, I think I go back to Allen Robinson. I like. Uh, I I'm really high on Allen Robinson and. Uh, and then you guys have, and then I think Higby is going to have a big season. I think he's going to have a bigger season as long as he can stay healthy. And then on defense, whoever ends up on the other side of Jalen Ramsey, I think that is going to be, it's going to be interesting because I think that they're, they're going to try and find ways to, uh, to kind of roll the coverage that way. And I think they may have, they may end up with somebody that's more opt opportunistic there. So I don't even know who it's going to end up being. I don't think that you have him on the roster right now. I think that he's he, that you guys are gonna like you were talking about earlier. I think you guys are gonna end up trading for somebody, getting somebody there. Yeah, yeah. there's a guy on the there's two guys we we drafted of all of our draft picks aside from Logan Bruss who sort of you know slotted our at uh, um, you know at a starting right guard. Uh, there's the two other guys that are most intriguing to to most Rams fans are the two cornerbacks that we drafted: Jacoby Durant. There's this really shifty small guy, South Carolina State, um, HBCU guy. Uh, he was the second the second guy we picked in the fourth round. He was our second draft pick in the fourth round. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are already giving him the uh the nod for the for the nickel slot, you know, job. Mm. Um, really fast, you know, really quick, really you know, shifty for that kind of a position. And then, but the guy that I like is Darian Kendrick, who's a mm. we got in the sixth round. Um uh, he's out of Georgia. He won a national championship. He started at cornerback for Georgia as a national champion. He um, got he slipped in. Or I going to say slipped. He fell hard in the draft because of the combine times, and also he was in some trouble. You know, he he won a national championship back as a I think a redshirt freshman at Clemson as a cornerback also, um, oh. and uh, got in some trouble. Got kicked out. Got picked up by Georgia. You know got back into the starting role there and won another national championship. But um, I talked to guys from Georgia because I don't know. I don't follow that as much. You know, obviously there's some really big Georgia dog pot uh, uh, spaces on Twitter. So I, yeah. I pop in there and Hey, what about Darian Kendrick? And they love him. And he just stayed that he got, he got scorched in man coverage over the top because oh. he wasn't fast enough. But in the zone scheme that the Rams run, they say he's going to be fantastic because he's a ball hawk. He's long. And so that could be a guy that um, that could slip in there. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And like I said, like it's the off season. We're all, it's all hopes and dreams and rainbows. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, we're all, we're all hoping that like uh, that the guy, everything pans out the way we see it. Uh, but season's coming training camps, like two weeks, less than two weeks away now at this point. And, uh, and yeah, I, I can't say that I'm excited 
like I can't say it enough. But hey, Rams beat Mr. Tom. I really appreciate you coming on today. Like yeah, I thought fine. it was a great. I had a great time talking. Uh, I learned a lot about the about the Rams and like uh, today, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna make it very interesting. Now I know what I'll be looking for. Like uh, come season time, like uh, I'll be looking for a few names. And uh, but and I'm sure some of the listeners out there will be looking for a few names also. But uh, thank you so much for coming on today. Why don't you tell them one more time where they can see find you on the socials? Yeah, uh, so yeah, mostly get... on Twitter on uh, on Ramsbeat. I'm on a lot of uh, you know, Rams podcasts as a guest, and um, uh, LA Rams Up is probably the main one, um, that I'm on a lot, and uh, and then also just you know, in a lot of spaces and so forth, and um, and then a guest on other podcasts like this, but you know, usually pop. Punch, uh, you know, uh, uh, punch it out on Twitter, but it's it, that's the main uh, outlet is uh, at Ramsbeat on Twitter. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I know that's where I know you from, and uh, I'm sure we'll see each other in the in the Twitter spaces absolutely uh, very soon. Like, uh, but uh, hey, I thank all the listeners for listening today and uh, and watching this on YouTube. Uh, you can find the audio version if uh, if your friend like, uh, make sure you tell your friends about the the pod. Like, if if they can't. Uh, watch it on YouTube. They can always listen on their favorite, uh, wherever you like to get your podcast from. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm on all the podcast uh, forums. And then also I thank uh, Mariah Pinor, uh, Kevin for coming into the chat and uh, giving me some comments, but uh, appreciate all of you. We will be back next week. I will be back next week, probably around Wednesday. Um, but yeah, like uh, once again, Thank you guys and go Niners.